Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. Morning, Key. Morning, Jay. Yo. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, yo. Check this out, though. So, you know, I don't um, look at social media or follow any of the the, uh, stuff, right, Jay? Like, Uh I don't pay attention but a lot of people do you do you tell me what's on there yeah we all Every send it to you yeah evan them whatever the case is so i got friends and stuff like that so <laughs> i want to issue an apology oh so apparently uh on social media there are many many used car salesmen that didn't like my take oh my God. when i said used car salesmen Really? So I want to say really? I want to say to all the used car salesmen that are out there, I appreciate, especially at a time in the pandemic right now, that cars are not being sold and pro- produced every year and a half, year out. Many cars are delayed because of the pandemic. I just want to say I appreciate the hard work that you used car salesmen um, put out the effort to make sure that we can purchase cars to drive for our families. And this is not condescending and I'm not being a smart ass or anything like that. I'm being real. I did not use used car salesmen as an indictment on used car salesmen or to say that you guys don't do your job or you don't work hard or anything like that. That is just a, way of expressing how you feel uh, sometimes about someone selling you something that isn't what they say it is. Doesn't mean you as a used car salesman is doing that. Telling me max that it's a 19, uh, a 2022 car when it's a 1982 car and trying to tell me it runs just like a 2022 car. So I just want to say that i that's all. Just want to go there. Clean that I, up a little bit. I, I respect that, Key. And what I would like to say is this is the kind of stuff that makes our show different. Right? Yes. A lot of people say things, and then they double, they triple, they quadruple down on it. We are the show that we grow just like our viewers, our listeners grow. We all can get better, and we make mistakes, and then we move forward. As yeah, we say, I just, Duke, I just next don't play, want man. them thinking that I'm with you. I don't like used car salesmen. I just – it don't laugh, Max. But. Just don't say some of your best friends are used car salesmen. That's the main well, thing. Let's stay away well, from that. That's very true. My buddy, Uh-oh. like one of my best friends, <laughs> is like a it brother. Personal. It was personal. Owns a a used car lot. <laughs> and when I said used car salesman, all he could do was laugh. And you know, but hey, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I my uncle was, was a used funny. car salesman. I didn't want to say anything. All right, look, last night. Um, we heard from Kyrie Irving uh, as he went on Instagram and uh, made some statements. Here is Kyrie defending himself. I had to stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to, uh, you know, speak on what's true and what's mine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things. And don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that, shit, man. Like, like, really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. 
Yeah, I, I first off am very glad that Kyrie took the time to go to IG Live last night and clarify his perspective because it was something a lot of people were waiting for. And throughout that juncture of that period, people were chastising him. People were dismantling him because they didn't feel the need that he spoke about what his vision was on their timetable. I say this firmly. Kyrie Irving doesn't need to be on anybody else's timetable but Kyrie Irving's own timetable. He has the right to process and come to a conclusion on how he feels ultimately. Now, I I just want to provide Key a little insight into how we're built sometimes as athletes. I know how I'm built. And the way I've been built, if I was still as an athlete, is that sometimes when people say negative things, those become headliners for me, right? That's what motivates me. Now, I'm not saying Kyrie has the right to criticize people, uh, but at the same time, people have criticized him. So this is what happens. You start having these back and forths because he feels like he's been dismantled to a degree. I think Kyrie is right in his stance if that's what he believes and I think he has every right to do it on his own timetable, Key. No, and, and he does. And, and the one thing that I've, I've always been against as a professional athlete or even now working in this space covering sports, I don't like when people assume this is what you're thinking. You, 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 just because I'm not doing, as you say, on your timetable because I didn't respond to – what you wanted me to respond to in a timely fashion, you then try to assassinate my character or allow people to assassinate my character because I'm not speaking at the time that you want me to speak about something. So you try to find a narrative and shift it so it benefits you and degrades me and make me look bad, but yet and still all I'm doing is sitting back and watching you make yourself look like a buffoon because when I drop the bomb on you just like Kyrie did last night, you now got to try to figure out how to backpedal and shake it up and find another narrative to try to figure out, okay, well, I need to make myself look better now because Kyrie said what he said last night. So all the people that have been out there bashing Kyrie about his decision to not be vaccinated, they say, well, it's about the money. Well, Kyrie already said it ain't about the money. Oh, well, he's, he doesn't, his teammates, well, his teammates in him and the people that matter in the building already had the conversation as to when he's going to join the team and what it takes to join the team. So he already knows all that. Just because the outside world doesn't know and really, really wants to know and they can't find out what the truth is, it's almost like they get fixated on just saying stuff, throwing it against the wall, and it's not right. When he's ready to talk and he's ready to express his true feelings like he did in his IG post, then you will know. And it's only right to get it's only right to give him that opportunity. As long as he knows, which I believe, based on the information that I got from him, that he understands there are consequences. And that consequence is you can't play with the Brooklyn Nets until you take care of the business that they've asked you to take care of to be able to join your teammates to try and get a championship. So I'm okay with what he said. I like what he said is stand up and I'm moving on from it. I ain't got time to be trying to pick apart what Kyrie's talking about any further. Well, I I hear what you guys are saying. 
And ideally, people could take their own time and do it on their own timetable. Speculation, though, is what happens. But like, here's, here's, what, here's what I thought. Uh, yesterday, the day before, it came out. You remember, it was like, according to sources close to Kyrie, he wants to be a voice for the voiceless. Well, a lot of people at that moment say, well, hold on. Sources close to Kyrie says he wants to be a voice for the voices. Go be a voice for the voices. But you know, in that's other all words, speculation, though, Max. Like he, he, unless, unless if the reporting was inaccurate, right? Sources close to Kyrie suggest that that's a re- that okay. But if the reporting's inaccurate, you're right. But the point is, he has access to IG whenever he wants, right? Like there's nothing stopping him. He may not want to have done it on that timetable, but there will be speculation if certain if the Nets are making announcements, if he can't play, if. Of course there's speculation. We all know how this works. There's a news cycle. It doesn't mean he has to buckle to that pressure, but people will speculate. That's why it was important for him to address it directly. But see, this whole thing about sources and one of the things that happens in media when, first off, that source didn't come from ESPN. That source was from somewhere else. And then what happens, there becomes speculation about a source. Don't get it twisted. Kyrie Irving is the damn source. Right. He's the only source you need to listen to. So just because there's speculation doesn't mean that you need to come to a conclusion because you don't know if that speculation is real or not. But in this case, the report was accurate, right? He does want to be a voice for the voiceless, according to him, right? So, so that was odd where it's like, well, if you want to be a voice for the voiceless and you have access to social media with millions of followers, go ahead and do it. But, but, to, but for a source close to him to say it, that's already, well, get, get into it. Now he's done it. But sometimes not saying anything is saying a lot, isn't it? No, well, sometimes. What, I don't what know happens about in this I, case. What happens when I don't say anything, Max? So people let's speculate. Say I, people speculate and people keep my name in your mouth constantly. Mm-hmm. Constantly. And then guess what? You start talking about me more and more, right? You start wondering more questions. Yeah. Then I got you at a certain point. Now I got you because you put your foot in your mouth. You've already speculated 8,000 different but scenarios. But he's complaining about the speculation. But, uh, that's why I try to say off the top how athletes are built, mm-hmm. right? Athletes are built by passion, by headlines, things that drive them. Kyrie Irving is not a politician. I'm not out here dissecting every single word Kyrie Irving says, right? He isn't trained to talk for a living. That's us. We do that every single day. We know how to mince words. We know how to play that game. Kyrie Irving is an artist, Right. So the ultimate point that Kyrie is trying to say, I'll clean it up for you, Max, is that I'm not on anybody else's timetable. Yeah, I'm frustrated that people are trying to assassinate my character because people are assassinating other people's character. People are acting like I'm going to be the one person that's going to change millions of other people's decisions. But I would like to speak for companies that mandate people should do this. Now I would like to because now maybe I've had time to clarify and come to a point that I feel comfortable actually trying to articulate it, that's, even though that, I'm not being trained to articulate that's my That's fine. Point. People can also then make a judgment about that. He's based not saying on, people can't, though, Max. Based on the reality of the situation versus people's beliefs due to Internet sleuthing so or So now that you've heard else. it, what's your judgment on it? On now Kyrie? that you've heard Kyrie say exactly what he said, What's your judgment on what he said? Not saying the judgment of others, your judgment on what Kyrie Irving said. My judgment on what Kyrie said is while I appreciate that the, the vaccine is new and people can, I, in, in America, I don't care what, like no one can tell you whether it's a scientific consensus, whatever, and now you have to put something in your arm. You never do. And I'll fight for that right. You know, absolutely not. That's up to you. But there are consequences for that. That's number one. 
including maybe you can't go to work, you can't go into a restaurant, whatever else, when it's a contagious disease, when it's a contagious disease and all that. And then there's a second judgment that will be passed, which for many will be. By the way, can I clarify a point? I've been double vaxxed and I caught COVID. It was still contagious. Sure, yeah. It can still around happen. People. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, can, I'm just it clarifying. Can, it can still happen. Okay, you can wear a seatbelt and be in a car accident and okay, still hurt yourself. Fair, it's okay, not a fair, good excuse fair. not to put on a seatbelt. But, but the point is other people will also take the point of view, well, wait a minute. We're in a public pandemic. This is endangering public health, not just your own health. And this decision shouldn't be that hard. For example, when I, when I lived in L.A., measles were back at Disneyland at one point. I was like, what? Because there's an anti-vax movement. This is going back 10 years, something like that. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, we got rid of this stuff. Now we, so people will have judgments That's about fine. stuff I mean, like that. Have, he's not mad at people having judgments. Some people try to assassinate somebody's character. Yeah. That, that judgment wasn't an assassination of his character. You know what I mean, Key? Like that, Absolutely. That, that was reasonable. I don't, Kyrie isn't you know, bouncing back at you off of reasonable takes. But you've also mentioned like the flat earth comment, right? If you make a comment like, the earth, you know, we should question whether the earth is round, even if you're just looking for reaction. Well, guess what people's reaction will be if they think that you're honestly questioning whether the earth is but, round. But, but that's okay because he said that. He said that. He hadn't said anything about retiring. He hasn't said anything about giving up on his team. He hasn't said anything about forfeiting money. But you all that's out there, was saying those things about him, and that's what he's saying. He didn't say anything, but you are basically projecting something out in the public space as if he said it. It, But what that comes down to is is, is a kind of debate about or a conversation about, on the one hand, not being pressured by everyone else's timeline, and on the other hand, understanding if you're a public figure, people will infer things. Like, they will take what they see and draw conclusions but and imagine it, for themselves what the motivation right, is. But does that make it right? I, it, it, does it make it right? I think it is what is going to happen. It no, is human that's not nature. Right. I, didn't ask you, I didn't ask you that. I asked you, does it make it right? I don't know if it's an issue of right or wrong, Key. I don't know if it's a moral issue. I think it's. I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything about moral and all that. I just said right. It's just simple. No, it does not make it right. Because I can assume anything about anybody just because they don't say anything, and that's wrong. I would say it's wrong when it crosses into character assassination. I would agree with that. And what has it crossed into? And what has it crossed into? Well, there, there, there have been elements of character assassination for Kyrie. I would also agree with that. Absolutely, and I, and it I has. would. But I would also say that if you say some of the things he said publicly in the past. People will already be inclined to judge you a certain way. And if you've done that for he reaction. He hasn't said anything until now. No, no, I don't mean about this issue. I mean about other issues. past behaviors. Yes, that there, are, there I, is I an understand. adding up. I understand. For example, he, Key, let me, let, me, let me just, for example, when your opinion about John Gruden was not based on an isolated incident. It was based on behavior over years. Now, you, you may say, look, I knew him privately. I knew him away from, so... That's different. And you, you're right. It is. There is a distinction there. But when people observe even public behavior over a period of years where you've done certain things, including if, Jay, what you're saying is true, you know, like, hey, the earth is, should we question whether there's a flat? Look at this reaction I get. Then actually you're the one using media to manipulate reaction. 
And in that case, it's, which, is the, which is the case, if that's the case, people will be suspicious. They'll have their eyebrows raised. Yeah, but they will in, make inferences. Just because oh, he hasn't said anything and decided that based on the information he thought he was going to get months ago, he got different information, and then he decided to say, I'm going to take some time to figure out what it is that me and my family want to do doesn't warrant people to do what's been happening to this young man out on a character assassination standpoint. Just making things up. And, and you know how I am, Jay. I hate that. I it. It's the worst thing ever, just making it up because I need to say something so I can get some clicks on social media. And I can, Don't do that. Don't do that. And the reason I'm so passionate about that is because as an athlete, I've been there. I've seen people just say stuff about me that's ridiculous. You ain't talk to me. You don't know what the hell I'm thinking. You don't know what happened. That's totally legitimate. And key, you existed pre-social media as an athlete. You can only imagine how much sped Mm -hmm. up it is now when people are looking for clickbait, right? Social media has exacerbated that issue. And it's also knee-jerk reaction. And And social media is key. Let me be first. Not let me process. Let me be first. And, and as far as letting down his team and not really wanting to play and be a championship and all, he answered that. He told you what he wanted to do. So accept it. Now, when he decides to get vaccinated and decides to rejoin the team, then we'll have another conversation about that. But until then, he doesn't want to leave and not play in Brooklyn and all the stuff that people keep saying about this young man. And, he, as a, as and a, I don't even know him, Jay. Yeah. Oh, I, I've never kn- met him. I, I've known him since he's been 13 years old. And I watch him grow. I've spent time talking to well, Kyrie. I, I will say this. If I were a teammate of Kyrie's, would I be frustrated that he wasn't on the floor with us? Yes. Damn right. Because with him, we are different. We are levels above the rest of the league. But at, but the, at the same, same time, time, thank you, Key, <laughs> since situations have changed, since these new laws have been implemented, I understand and respect ultimately Kyrie's decision. Absolutely, because this is his choice. Do you, you remember when the two worlds have collided? There is no longer you can't compartmentalize. Well, this is your job and this is your personal choice. They, we have been forced to merge these two worlds together now. Do you remember and, and our, AJ? In mm-hmm. our personal choice was to be vaccinated. Yes, that was our personal yes. choice because we felt we feel and felt like, hey, we want to make sure that everybody around us is safe and sound, including ourselves. And we listen to what is out there in the people of power that do this for a living. Yes. We trust that factor, and that's okay. But that's our beliefs. Other people's beliefs are something different. Yes, but there is a difference between beliefs and facts. In other words, you're right, but your beliefs are protected, and you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do in the privacy of your own home. But once you enter out into, once you go out into the world, you go into a business or into your place of business, then there may be consequences for and following you your beliefs that. if they're counter to facts. But he knows the consequences. You need to know those consequences. 100%. Do you remember when Kirk Cousins was talking about the extra precautions he'd be willing to take to play quarterback without being vaccinated, right? He has, if he has to go into a plastic bubble and everything. And there was, you know, a lot of people were like, okay, come on, what are we talking about here? Yes, you can do all those things, but it's not going to help you do your job, and there's a much easier way to go about this. 
get vaccinated. Like you're not going to be able, people will render judgment about it. And they'll do so publicly about a public figure. Like that's, that's going to happen. I mean, that's a separate issue from what you guys are saying, which is before you have the information, don't make so many inferences and assumptions. That's a different point. It, it just it felt like there was a personal attack on Kyrie Irving. It felt personal for a lot of people. It felt personal. Well, I'm just glad. I didn't hear I'm people talk personally spoke. like that about Lamar Jackson. You know, he's not vaccinated. Bradley Beal. You know, we can go through a list of people that aren't, that didn't receive the same kind of venom. Why do you think that is? Well, I think there's past history, but I also think people always want to know more about Kyrie. And I don't think Kyrie is a very public-facing kind of person. I think he chooses his moments, but I think Kyrie is a superstar on a basketball court. I don't think Kyrie um, is used to being the attention, the gravity of everybody's decision or everybody's talk shows day every single day. I think that's hey, different. Hey, Jay, we take him in L.A. We can figure out how to make it work. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting your small business is a big deal. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. The road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Speaking of the road to the World Series, it will end tonight for one of baseball's best teams. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN News. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Jessica Mendoza giving the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, Jessica. Yeah, Jess. We need that energy up in here. Like in, you guys are like, I mean, quiet. I'm like, what's yeah. that? It's a Thursday morning. We got to get it fired up. That's right. Came up some heated conversations. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Jess. Um, it's time for the progressive MLB snapshot with Jessica Mendoza. You were railing against the fact that the two best teams in baseball can't play a best of seven. Key was mentioning that the other day, saying we should go seven. What should we watch for early in this game between the 107-win regular season Giants and 106-win regular season Dodgers? I mean, I, look at, I love looking at matchups, right? So you got Julio Rios, as you mentioned, going for the Dodgers, his 19th postseason game. And I love Buster Posey on the flip side. So I love looking at, like, who's going to match up really well. Urias has been hit this year. And, yes, he's been dominant at times. 
but it's his fastball that gets hit. So if you want to just dial it in when you're watching, watch Buster Posey on the fastball against Urias. This is a pitch that he absolutely crushes. In fact, he's 10 mm. for 20 off Julio Urias. And even when it's velocity, watch this one, 96 down at the bottom of the zone. And, and by the way, just Buster Posey flat out. And I know sometimes we're, we are on radio, so I'm saying look at this and you can't see it. But it's really, really cool down in the zone, low and in, being able to hand – Inside out, but the curveball to me is what Urias has to be able to go to. It's a dirty pitch, and you're talking about a slugging percentage between 500 and 280. 500 on the fastball against all of baseball, 280 with the curveball. Oh, so that's oh. if you want to dial in, you're with your friends tonight, you're kicking it, and you're like, I don't know a lot about baseball, but I want to impress everyone. Just have them dial in on that matchup and kind of just throw out curveballs really good of Urias. You'll sound really good. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be dialed in, just no question about it, for sure, 100. percent And you mentioned uh, Julio going to the mound for the Dodgers, but you got Logan Well Webb going to the mound for the Giants with a lack of experience in this spot. But one thing that he has going for himself is that low inside sinker yeah. uh, that he throws out there. What does the Dodgers have to do to get a hold of him in this situation? Can't swing at the ones out of the zone. And this is a Dodger team. Keyshawn, you know this. You've been watching them all year long. They don't chase. They did chase Logan Webb in game one. That's why they struggled. And this is what Logan Webb does so well. He's dirty at the bottom of the zone. You mentioned the sinker, the slider, and changeup. Both of them at the knees when hitters make the decision that I'm going to swing. That pitch looks like a cookie. It looks like something I'm going to tee up and hit out. But it ends up just completely diving out of the zone. And it says a lot about how good Logan Webb is if you're getting Dodger hitters to chase. Because nobody does. They just don't chase. They're so disciplined. Even on like a quarter of an inch off the plate below the zone, they usually take those. Well, they were swinging for the moon on those same pitches. Now I think the adrenaline's going to kick down a notch now, maybe here in game five. So that'll help the Dodgers. But Justin Turner is actually, I talked about matchup on the flip side. To me, it's Justin Turner versus Logan Webb. Guess what Justin Turner loves to hit? Pitches low in the zone. So I think that's where... You want to watch a hitter, and he needs to get going. Real quick, so, Jay. So they, should stay, so they should stay patient and try and wait for something to come a little high, is what you're saying? Yeah. I would look, honestly, I think belt and above. Because if you're seeing something at the knees, and guys just don't throw sinker sliders as much anymore. Everything's forcing them at the top of the zone. So that's why they're hitting. So I would look belt and above, because that's, that's going to be the fat pitch. That's the one you want to crank out of here, unless you're Justin Turner. Because he can hit the thing at the ankles and still hit it out of the park. Jay, Jay I know you got something for Jessica. It occurs to me when you add the postseason wins too, the winner of this game will sit on 110 wins. It's going to take a hundred. They each have 109 because the Dodgers won the playing game. It's going to take 110 110. wins to get to the NLCS. Yes. Mm. It's insane. Jessica Mendoza, ESPN MLB analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will Max. Jesse, always say experience is the best teacher. What advantage do the Dodgers have by being in a situation like this before? You know this, as any athlete mm-hmm. understands. It's these are. I mean, this is an elimination game. It's the biggest game of the year. It's game five. And guess who their entire enemy has been since the moment they put on a Dodger uniform. So the Dodgers have that experience in a high pressure. And it's not even so much the pregame, because you're excited. Every game has always been you're excited. you got the adrenaline. It's actually more in those moments that you're going to see bases loaded, bottom of the fifth inning, and it's you. You're up to bat. And this you understand the entire season, that 110 wins that you're sitting on, guess what? It's on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? Experience has given you the ability to know what you need to do, whether it's figuring out how to – 
find your breath. <laughs> like sometimes we've all been there. Sometimes you can't even breathe because you've been there before. You know how this plays out when you haven't been there before. That's when everything starts to unravel and you can't even see anything. Just you mentioned experience, been there, not been there before. Gabe Kapler have, has never been there. I mean, this is he hasn't been in this spot as a manager. And so, he, as you know, You've got to make some key decisions, when to go to the pen, when to pull people out, when to do switches, all of those sort of things. How will he react in this spot? I'm curious to watch Gabe and how much he's going to trust his eyes versus being able to see, you know, what's in front of him. Okay, you know, you get Logan Webb third time through the lineup, you got to pull him. This is what happens, right? We saw it with Kevin Cash and the Rays when he pulled Blake Snell too early last year. I mean, every postseason, there's that managerial decision that gets questioned for, throughout the rest of their career. Gabe Kapler is going to have that moment tonight. And it's either going to define him as being a great manager and being able to make the right decision, or he could pull or keep someone in too long that's ultimately going to dictate the rest of the game. That's what we look at now. The manager's biggest role in these moments is how to decide. And it's eye versus paper. And there's a balance, but knowing, hey, you know what? He's still got the stuff. Let's keep him in. But my paper right here is telling me I got to pull him out. Gabe, what are you going to do? And everyone's going to be looking at him tonight. Mm. Can we not miss the obvious here? We have the two best teams in baseball meeting literally in a winner-take-all game in a divisional series. Yes. Like, this is what you up. want. Yes. This, is what, this is how you gravitate and you build your fan base. With that being said, is there anything you would like to see different with the playoff format in baseball? Uh, I mean, Max, is he just like right here just throwing me? Like That's, a the, no. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's on a yeah, tee. Yeah. Here we go. Where's the bat? Where's the bat? Um, yeah, you no. You've seen Jess swing uh, a bat, too. She doesn't need it on <laughs> no, a tee, but no. she'll take it. No. I Honestly, I am fired up because this just – it it. I don't know what language I'm allowed to use, and I'm trying to, like, funnel, filter right now. Like Disney, every Mickey Mouse. Because I, I am so upset at the fact that this is a five-game series. These two teams are the best records in baseball. I mean, look at college sports. Like, when are you going to just, okay, division, and now we're going to go ahead and put you guys head-to-head when your records are the two best, not just in the National League, all of baseball. These are the two best teams. And let's face it, baseball needs great games in October. This is when people are paying attention the most to a sport that's losing its fan base during the regular season. So now we have this epic matchup. And honestly, the games have been ridiculous. Awesome. So let's have more of the two best teams and not have them face off in the division series. It's ridiculous. Well, there will be... Someone going to the NLCS. It'll be the Dodgers, Max. Let's not even talk about it. We'll be pacing tonight. I mean, this is such a great game coming up tonight. (laughs) Yeah, there's another team waiting for him. Who's uh, who's been pretty good? For They're a both going to lose to the Braves. Time. Is that what you're saying, Jess? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the Braves. The Braves have had like more consistent excellence over a longer period of time with the fewest championships to show for it. Yeah. I can think of in any sport. Like, they're always in the mix. They got that one World Series in 95. They're always good. Yeah. They, this year, though, have not been consistent. And they've been a team that you look at July when Ronald Acuna Jr. went down, and I think all of baseball was like, all right, they're done. And legitimately, like, they were not a good baseball team. The best player, you could argue, in the entire National League was on their team. He's out for the season. I give so much credit to Alex Anthopoulos. In that moment, within 24 hours, he goes and gets three outfielders to replace him. Any other team, I think, is going to sell. They're going to, you know, hey, let's, we've got a lot of free agents on this team that we can start dishing, getting some more. We can rebuild for next year. It's been a good year, boys. Let's move on. No, he went out and got three legitimate outfielders that have been 
absolutely impact. Jock Peterson, Jocktober, the biggest home runs for the Atlanta Braves that come off his bat. Adam Duvall, awesome Dodger, down the stretch. Yeah, former yeah. Dodger. You know, Jorge Soler, who's now out with COVID, but will be back, I'm hoping, throughout this championship series. I mean, I give so much credit to him to say, you know what, I believe in this team. And Freddie Freeman said that fueled them to be like, let's get it, boys. Was it they have 92 wins? Yes. So, okay, 15 wins fewer than, than the Giants and 14 than the Dodgers, to Jessica's point. That's the progressive MLB snapshot. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. Thanks, Jess. I don't want to go. I want to hang out with you guys. Where's the music? Dodgers-Giants coverage (laughs) begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Mark Davis Davis offered no comment when asked about John Gruden's resignation. But that doesn't mean Gruden's departure isn't paving the way for others to speak up and speak out. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline. So Mark Davis told ESPN's Paul Gutierrez, quote, I have no comment. Ask the NFL. Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, Al Davis' son. Uh, Quote, I have no comment. Ask the NFL. They have all the answers. End quote. (laughs) Then Davis sent Mike Mayock and... Rich Bisaccia out there to meet the meet, uh, the media. So, look, we, we touched on it earlier in the show. Key, what do you make of the way Raiders owner Mark Davis handled this? So I'll, I'll jump in yeah, here real Jay. quick on this one, Max, because I, I think the unwillingness to publicly address the situation with John Gruden is inexcusable. Frankly, I think it's cowardly. This is the man that hired John Gruden 10 years, $100 million. He's had multiple and ample time to come out with a statement. He's had time to process it. But what does he choose to do? He decides to let guys like Mike Mayock go out and address the issue. Guys like Darren Waller, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. They've all spoken before the owner of the team has spoken. And if this is a byproduct of the culture of an organization that starts from the top down. It started and it's ended from the top down. Fish rots from the head down is yes. what the saying is. And that is key. That is Mark Davis. 
I understand everybody else will have their comments, but I don't care about their comments. I want to hear from the person that owns this organization and his thoughts on a coach that he employed for a long time. You know, it's interesting that Mark Davis decided at this point not to really say anything except a little, I didn't even count the words, I mean the letters, but whatever it is, it was nothing significant. Um, to not address this major issue as a team owner. So you know how they always say the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Mm. If you know anything about his dad, his dad would have had eight press conferences and addressed it. So that, that that's a little weird to me that he didn't t- take that note from his dad when his dad was alive and running the Raiders. It, it, and he put the players out front. His dad would have never put the players out front. He would have stepped up to the plate and said whatever happened, happened, and he would have addressed it and dealt with it. So a lot of times in these situations, there are owners that are handed teams when parents pass away or brothers and sisters or brothers and brothers uh, decide that they're going to let one family member run the team. And we see it all the time. They don't really know how to run the business the way it, need to, it needs to be run. What they run is in, into the ground. They run the business into the ground. We see it all the time because they've been given something. They ain't really never had to have and fight through adversity. This is new to Mark Davis. He's never had this sort of challenge. The only challenges he's probably ever had was trying to figure out if he should leave Oakland for another city for the Raiders. But no real adversity. See, this is real adversity. This is real situations, real life situations. So he doesn't know how to handle it. So the best thing for him to do is say, go talk to the NFL. Go, They, they got all the answers. Or here's a couple of players. I'll allow them to address it because we'll roll out a couple black players and at least add one white in there so we could calm the waters. Maybe we'll do it that way. That was the wrong thing to do, man. You know what it reminds We want to hear from you, the owner. We don't want to hear from us. We want to hear from you. Know what it reminds me of? Who was this email linked to? This email linked the Raiders organization. Well, it, well not, not, not entirely. It linked John Gruden, who at, later on was part of the Raiders organization, to the Washington football team. It reminds me of the way Doug Jones used to be paraded out by Bruce Allen when tough questions were coming about the name of the team and stuff like that. And I would think, wait a minute, why is Doug Jones out there taking – sorry, I said Doug Jones. Doug Williams. Doug Jones was a heavyweight in the 60s. I am about to uh, say, who the heck is Doug, – Doug Jones fought Muhammad Ali in the 60s. He's a light heavyweight contender and a heavyweight contender. Anyway, Doug Williams, who came 20 years later and was the <laughs> first African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl, right? And it was conspicuous the way he was out there on the front lines – dealing with the situations for Washington. And I used to think, wait, where's Bruce Allen? Where's Dan Snyder? Uh, and, and this gives me the same feeling that that gave me uh, at the time, where, wait a minute, don't just pass it on to the NFL. The NFL is a representation of the 32 owners. You know, I, Especially when you put your employees in precarious situations, because when we listen to the sound of Mike Mayock, when he's addressing the media – about the conversations that he's had, I'm going to tell you, it it makes the situation even more uncomfortable. So Mark Davis won't speak out. 
But there was one coach who did decide to speak out. Brandon Staley, who's in his first season as a head coach with the Los Angeles Chargers, had this to say. You know, I think that respect and trust in this world are, are really, really difficult to achieve. And I think about all the people that were affected by those emails, whether you're a person of color, whether you're a person, uh, you know, a gender, um, your sexual orientation, the people that were affected by those emails, that's who I'm thinking about. You know, because it's a sacred mantle for someone to call you coach or someone to call you a leader. And trust is really, really hard to achieve in this world. It's really, really challenging to achieve. And especially with people with those groups that I just mentioned. All right? And people are really guarded all right? and they're skeptical uh, of people because of emails like that. And I just think that, you know, kindness and lifting people up and respecting people you don't know, um, I just think that, you know, that's such a big part of our thing here is listening to people and learning about people because I think what you'll discover is that we have so much more in common than not. Yeah, and, and Coach Staley is right. And here's a young first-time head coach who's doing a tremendous job out in L.A. for the Chargers. I, I, I just – you listen to people like that, and like he said, you, you learn so much more when you pay attention. And he has affected, with his uh, words, have affected so many people outside of his own family. Think about some of the coaches that will probably not be retained by this particular organization when the season is over that John Gruden may have brought in that is going to ultimately affect the way that they live, breathe, and move around. Keyshawn, Keyshawn, we got to pay some bills. We're getting on to week six coming up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.